Welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. So today, let's talk about ghosts. Ooh, Casper. I know, right? <laughs> okay, what would you like to know about ghosts? Well, let's start off with... They what? don't wear sheets. <laughs> ah, damn. <laughs> let's start off with what are they? Well, actually, I think there's several different types of for the lack of a better word, even though I don't believe in it, paranormal activity. Okay. All right. I think a ghost, what what you're talking about, an actual ghost or a haunting, is a soul that resides in this realm without a body. Okay. All right. So someone who's died and for some reason, whatever, did not cross over. Right. All right. And I believe that this world is toxic to these souls. And the only way they can survive is either being somewhere where there's a high area of psychic energy Uh or emotions to feed off of. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. And we're not talking about good emotions or bad. Just any energy is better than no energy. Right. But chances are it's more, would you say it's more of a high vibrational energy? So that they'll have something to feed off of. Well, again, well, we've discussed the fact that we use emotions to create those energies, those psychic energies. Right. So regardless if they're happy energy, if they're made from happy thoughts or bad thoughts, it's the energy that's important. Okay. So yeah. It's the punch of the power. So yeah. High, high vibrational. Well, I don't want to say high vibrational because you can be really, really scared and give off a lot of emotions and energies. Right. Just like you could be really, really happy and give off the same amount of energy. True. True. It's the intensity of the emotion. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I was a soul here and I'm and I think it's easier to scare you to death to get what I want, that's what I'm gonna do. All right. You know? But, you know, if you're in a house where a ghost has been in there around babies and they're feeding off that love and energy between mother and child, and they want to continue to perpetuate that good energy or just that energy source. Okay. I don't think ghosts like this worry about if it's a good emotion or a bad. Okay. But since emotions are good or bad, happy, sad, if a ghost is in an area where it's all angry emotions, does that turn that ghost into a poltergeist? It might, because, I mean, we're still talking about the same concept. You are what you eat. Okay. So if you think about it, the way we're talking about this is your your soul or these ghosts are eating these energies. If, let's say, anger or scared or whatever is at this certain vibration, yes, could that not change the, the vibrations of what's absorbing those energies to keep on living? Okay. I can see where in the world you're talking about where you could get a poacher guys or a more angry ghost. Where it might not have started out that way. Exactly. But because of the energy it's been feeding off of, it turned it into this This, type of being. This type of being that's doing. And again, I still don't think for the soul doing this, I think to it is just more worried about living than the consequences of its actions. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not worried the fact, it's not sitting back feeling sad because it fucked up your life. Right. No, of course not. Do you see what I'm saying? No, it's, uh, it's, um, 
It's in survival mode. Right, survival mode. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, it, it, to me. Right. Now, you also have areas, and it's been more common here lately, especially since we passed like the 50s and stuff, mm-hmm. where there might be, quote unquote, hauntings in elementary schools and junior highs and high schools and stuff like this. Okay. That have closed. The idea is, is that these are not hauntings by souls. These are hauntings by emotions. So kind of like an echo? Kind of like an echo. It's the, but this echo just... This is the echo of the kids in school going through all their emotional stuff, going through puberty. Gotcha. And all them emotions being in that, that it leaves a psychic imprint on the environment. Okay. To where in the world, I've heard people where they've converted some of these old schools into condos or whatever. Right. And the people in there keep on saying that they hear kids laughing in the hallways. Yeah, yeah. Or footsteps or sometimes even a bell ringing to note from one period to another. These right. are not scary things, but I think these are just the echoes, the impressions left. And do you think that that can happen in, in other places? Uh, hospital, like hospitals, hospitals, movie theaters. Movie theaters. Any places, especially places where you're going to have people doing High emotional stuff. Okay. Hospitals, death, birth, people are happy, people are sad. Cause pe- you see what I'm saying? Right. Same thing like you said in movie theaters and stuff like that. It's a high emotional place. Right. And so is school, dealing with friends and blah, blah, blah. So now, but with hospitals, it's interesting that you that you say that it's probably an echo and not a ghost in a hospital. Well, I'm not saying there can't be ghosts in hospitals, but I'm I know, just saying but every- there's... Everybody There's, says, like, I, I work in a department that is typically in the basement of a hospital that is typically right around the corner or across the hall from the morgue. From the morgue. <laughs> typically in every hospital. Well, the thing and about, think about a lot the, of people are saying that the department's haunted. Think about how much energy could possibly be dispending when the soul actually separates from the body. Right. That's a lot of psychic energy, I think, that is probably released in one swoop. Right. This might be more impactful and actually even be something that other souls that did not move on that live in hospitals live off of, too. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Because these are high emotional things. So, yeah, I could see where a disembodied soul, ghost, could literally live in a hospital and live off that energy of the sadness of people and the happiness of people giving birth and the whole. Yeah. And I could I, say, I could see how that carries over that same energy when people who are more sensitive to that. Exactly. Come walking through the doors and they get an overwhelming sense of sadness. Right. Because I also think that these places where you got this emotional energy building up like in schools and stuff like that. I think that actually attracts certain disembodied spirits or entities in this world. So kind of like a magnet. Yes. Or um, like a, like a black hole or, or, or think about it this way. Schools could for spirits look like gigantic old spotlights. Ooh, Hey, Denny's oh, okay. open. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, do you see what I'm saying? To them, all they see is, to me, I think all they see is that energy to a certain extent. Or it's like the oasis out in the desert. Right. Where everybody comes to get water. (laughs) (laughs) 
I also, well, we also believe in thought forms. Right. We believe, and that's what we use to guard our houses and stuff the majority of the time. Right. But I also believe thought forms can be created through communities. When you have these, quote unquote, spirits of the forest. Right. Are these actual, quote unquote, spirits or souls, or, which I don't think they are because there's not a lot there for them to feed off of psychically, besides the normal background that you find in any forest. Right. You see what I'm saying? I think what causes these forest spirits and stuff like that is everybody's belief in them. Sitting there going to um, certain wells and stuff and leaving offerings. Right. That's their psychic fate. Oh, there's to a start name creating. for them. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. In, in, in most uh, Eastern philosophies, they talk about the spirit of the mountain. And so I, I believe this, but I believe this, the fact that, that this is created by the community, by your belief in it. Is the ha- is that house on the street that all the kids talk about? Is it haunted, or is it haunted because everybody <laughs> believes it to be haunted, right. and everybody's adding to it, right? Creating, right? Sending that energy towards that house. Because yeah, what we're talking about is that episode in um, Supernatural about the topa, topas, yes, topas, where the it keeps on changing as the story changes, right? Because this is this is what I think these forest spirits are like. Hence, the reason why in the world when people move to certain areas and build modern houses and stuff and don't show respect to these sacred spots, right? that this angers these creatures and makes them to start to rebel. Because there was an episode I remember watching that got me this whole entire concept going for me was the movie, uh, the TV show, A Haunting, uh-huh. where they'll act out part of it, oh, but yeah, they're yeah, telling yeah. the story at the same time. Right. Because these are supposed to be real stories. Well, this one kept on talking about how they moved out in the country and there happened to be this old well. It's the old well, like what we're used to on the tape, the bucket and the. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you have to get crank the bucket <laughs> down, down into the well to well. get the water, crank it back, back up. And that was like this. And when they first got there, there were, they described it as like there were flowers or like somebody had been beautifying or making it a garden or something. Right. And. They didn't do this. They just sort of cleared everything out, kept on going. Then suddenly this unhuman thing started to seem to terrorize them until they actually left the house. Right. Which makes me think this was not a demon or spirit or anything like that. This was a thought form. This was the spirit of that whale. And because this family didn't understand what in the world this was, Mm -hmm. it didn't like what it was doing. Right. Because it was destroying its home. Am I making sense there? Yeah. Well, yeah. To a certain extent that our interaction can change, I think can change some of these quote unquote forest spirits because they're more like topas. Right. So depending on the amount of, well, the type of energy that's put into it. Right. It can change over time. Right. Like I think this topas problem was, is it felt ignored. Because they're they're destroying what it liked. Right. You know, if they probably would have went and weeded and rebeautified and just kept on doing what, there might have been less problems. Right. And maybe slowly changed it over time. Maybe they changed out the flowers or they right. did something else. To, maybe they painted the well. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it could like a particular type of flower and you you changed it. Right. 
you know, where it's kind of like, you know, the, the possibility that, you know, when you have these hauntings, when you um, remodel a house, it's the same thing. Right. Because you're disturbing. You're disturbing this thought environment. forms environment. Right. And it doesn't understand. So it lashes out like a little kid. Right. Does that make sense? Because thought, form, thought forms aren't real souls, sort of. They're just energy, but they're not quite made it to soul yet. Okay, well then how do you handle something like that? I almost want to say I, I think the best thing to do is treat them like they're kids. I mean, little kids. Toddlers. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't not really. Th- I don't think they have the emotion because these are thought forms more thought more tend to topas or thought forms that they don't because they're not real souls yet that they don't have the emotional maturity to understand okay but i'm saying like if you it's, it's like hurting the feelings of your dog even though you're doing something good for him he still doesn't like it when you wash his face or brush his teeth right you, you see what i'm saying but like you said if you're going in and you're doing house renovations and you're you know basically destroying that environment and this thought form reaches out and, you know, starts acting out. How do you handle that? Well, what are, what are some things that you can do? I mean, well, what, what we would do compared to what are you asking? There's, you see, (laughs) are you asking me what I would do for our house versus what I would do for Bob? Or Ted. Well, I'm just saying, how might somebody handle that? Well, what advice could you give? Well, you could bless your house and set up a barrier. So that entity has to be outside that barrier, which basically cuts it off from its food source. Okay. So thought form or ghost, you could do the same thing. You could do the same thing. I mean, that's basically what you're doing. It's it's the same thought like we do with our houses, trying to make sure we don't have pests in our food. Right. Or ants in our house ruining our food. Right. You create those barriers. You create those barriers. This is the same thing. We're not trying to hurt them. We would rather encourage them. No, you need to go somewhere else that's not here. Right. Because what we're going to do here is going to upset you. (laughs) Is there a way to peacefully keep them in the area i mean like in the house well what you like if they're not if they're not a problem but you know what you're gonna do is gonna upset them well most of the barriers are set is there a way to communicate with them to kind of maybe peacefully coexist even though you're (laughs) tearing up their environment well like i said the majority of us do a thought form right and that thought form's job is to patrol our the area in which we live right to make sure certain things don't get there. And normally when we make them, they are no, they understand or we have the thought in the back of our head. As long as they mean harm, keep them out. As long as they're, you know, as long as you're being nice, you can stay. Right. Because a thought forms act like bouncers in bars. Yes. As soon as you start breaking the rules, they're going to bounce you. Right. And you're not going to be able to get back through that barrier. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. <laughs> but as long as you're staying and providing by the rule, you're going to be able to cross that barrier whenever you want. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I, again, think of it like that. So you can do that instead of 
banishing them from the property forever. Right. You can use a thought form to kind of act as your bouncer. Sure. Right. And that way you, that spirit can know, Hey, you can stay here, but we got to work together. We got to work together. You got to, you, you got to stay in your lane. Don't, I respect you. You respect yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to be tearing up your house, but I live here now. You know, it, it, and, and if you want to deal with like the psychological issues of this, the best movie I've ever seen is The Others. <laughs> that gives you a good perspective from the ghost's point of view of what's going on. Right, right. And, and how actually traumatic it could be for them and how it would make them upset. But yet, time must march forward. <laughs> right, right. On this subject. And sometimes you have to get them to realize that's what's happening. Right. Because they may not understand that. You know, worst case scenario, if you have an entity that's, you know, really bad, yes, you can trap them inside crystals, wands, whatever, you know, inside of a mirror, whatever. Right. Now, you got to remember to keep it there, you're going to have to put something as equally its opposite in there. Right. To balance that out. To balance that out to keep it in check. So it will stay where in the world you put it. Right. You don't just put it in there and just go, okay. You know, you got to have a guard on that jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I guess might wake some people out going, I never thought about that, but oh, well. So, yeah, there are ways of dealing with these things. Yes, you might be able to, through your meditation and stuff like that, convince them to cross over or help them cross over. I do believe that is possible. Souls might, what for whatever reason, get ripped out and somebody die or whatever, and uh-huh. they don't realize it. Okay. And then they're getting more and more upset because everybody's doing all this weird stuff or ignoring them or whatever. I can see that. Yeah. I can see this. I can see where in the world this happens. But, you know, this is your time during your meditations and stuff to get them to understand when you're communicating with them. No, it's you, you, you've passed on. We would like you to move on so you can reincarnate so we can have you back into this world when we can. Right. <laughs> Here, let me help you. Right. I'll hold your hand. And continue on. Right. You know, I, one of the greatest things of being a priest or a priestess is, I think, is to help that transition from this realm to another, to sit by the deathbed. You know, I think it's one of the be- one of the greatest sacred things that we do. I can see that. I I really can. You know, to make sure that this does not happen to someone who's a member of us. Right. Somebody who's a part of us, we're, we we don't want you to linger here. We want you to cross over and be happy and to keep on growing. Right. And that way you can come back to us again, sooner. I, again, another one of them common threads that seem to be through all religions of sitting with the dead. Yeah. I know. Go figure. Weird, huh? <laughs> Makes all religions very common. <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's, you look at the differences, but, well, most people look at the differences, but there are similarities that tie us all together. doesn't matter what your belief is. Well, I think when you have concepts like marriage, death, and the way everybody views them, like sitting with the dead and certain things, those are really good spiritual things because they transcend all religions. Right. It doesn't matter what you believe. Right. There's a common thread there. Right. There is a belief in this institution, in this concept. And I don't know what that has to do with ghosts, but <laughs> my point there is on the on the ghost thing, I guess it's really depends on what you believe in and how you want to view it. I mean, I'm just trying to give multiple ideas of things that could be going on out there. 
Right. And again, I do not believe any of these things are quote unquote supernatural. Or paranormal. Or paranormal. Because nothing's greater than nature. I believe this is what happens here when it happens is a part of nature. It's an oops, but it happens. Right. (laughs) Yes, it's the baby that is born without arms. Right. No, it's not what's supposed to happen, but it does happen. Right. It's not quite a glitch in the matrix, but it is an oops. It is an oops. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make it bad. It's just oops. <laughs> right. It's like, um, okay, that didn't come out quite like we thought it was going to, but hey, let's go with it. It, it looked good on paper when we were creating the universe. <laughs> but we have some issues here. <laughs> We need to rethink this process for the next one. What do you mean the sentence are already done? We can't go back. (laughs) I am not starting this game all over again. Oh, hell no. (laughs) The universe is not perfect. No, it's not. By any means. But we have to keep these things in mind like this, dealing with them. What are we dealing with and why are we dealing with it? What could be the reason behind it? Right. Yes, there are chances that there are other things in the world. Pipes rattle. Houses settle. Electrical fields are made to make people feel uncomfortable in certain spots. We can't ignore this and then automatically go, it's ghost. But we can't do it the other way around either. Right. We can't automatically go, oh, no, there's a logical reason for all of this. <laughs> right. No, it's, um. well, I, th- I think the um, the ghost hunter phenomenon, TV phenomenon, kind of helped with all of that because you go in, you first look to see if there's a logical explanation. Yes. And then when there's no logical explanation, then you explore the quote-unquote paranormal. A lot of these are using the Occam razor. When all possibilities, no matter how improbable, is the likely subject. Right. I think that's about it. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning.